As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. I knew I wanted to make a podcast. I even knew what I wanted to talk about. I was a mom and I had extra mom advice to give. I wanted a way to reach as many listeners as possible and share some extra love and support, but I had no clue how to get started. I was afraid it required a lot of equipment, a lot of time to create the episode, and then you had to edit the episode, and then how did you put it on different platforms? I didn't even know where to start. Thankfully, I found Anchor. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. I record my episodes from my dining room table using a microphone and my iPad. I have recorded in my car using my phone. The quality is great. It's easy to do. And that way, if you're out and about and an episode hits you, you can record right there. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So you're not just recording and having your episodes heard on Anchor. It's so easy to then take your podcast episode and put it out on all these other platforms. So no matter how your listeners want to listen to you, they can find you without any problems. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And if you're like me and not great with technology, Anchor is so easy to use. And best of all, Anchor's free. All I use is the equipment that I already had at my house and the Anchor app. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. I talk in my episodes about making plans. It makes things easier, takes some stress off. So step one, if you decide you want to make your own podcast, which I know you can do, is decide what you want to make the podcast on. But step two is download the Anchor app. Hi, welcome back to Petals of Support. Today we have an episode that I like to call Petals of General Advice. Mom advice, if you will. 
I hope to do these segments on occasion and just give you three, four pieces of advice that I find very, very important and will hopefully make your life a little bit easier, keep you a little bit safer. The first piece of advice for today is to tell someone where you're going. I know we don't always like to do that. We like to have our own lives. We like to do our own thing. And that's great. And I'm not telling you to ask for permission to do these things. I'm asking you to do this to keep yourself safe. We all have certain routines, things that we tend to do every week or even every day. We're creatures of habit. For example, I get my son up and get him on the bus every morning at a certain time. I tend to be home at a certain time for when he gets home from school. I go to the grocery store on a certain day of the week, roughly around the same time. Certain days of the week, he has soccer practice. And those are days when I tend to stay there and take care of some paperwork I need to do in the car during his practice. And then I bring him home. I'm referring to the times that I veer off of my normal weekly schedule. Those are the times I do need to tell someone in my life what I'm doing. Maybe he has a soccer game out of town. I need to let someone know, hey, on Wednesday, I'm going to be in this town. I'm leaving around this time and should be home about this time. Maybe I have a list of errands I'm going to do one day of the week and I might tell someone, hey, these are the four places that I plan on going. I'm not asking anyone's permission to do these things. I'm just letting somebody know where I am going to be. I do this for a couple reasons. The first is, what if I don't come home? It's good for people to know where to start looking for me. And the second reason is if there was an emergency, it's easier to hunt me down if you have an idea of where to start. Yes, we have cell phones. Yes, we can be we could be in touch with someone very, very quickly. But, you know, if I disappear and you can't get a hold of me, where do you start looking? I watch a lot of true crime, as most of us do. So there is that safety element going on there. But I'm also referring to what if I got in a car accident? Where would someone start looking? So I tend to let my husband know where I'm going to be. I also even let my parents know. I do not share this information with anyone that will listen, of course, because that's not going to be very safe. But I do let key people know, and I strongly suggest that you do the same. If you think to yourself, I don't know who I would tell. I don't really have a roommate. I don't have a significant other. I don't have contact with my kids as much as I'd like. Or maybe you worry that if you told your friends or family of these changes to your routine, that they just have enough going on in their world that they would not really remember because it might just be a basic list of I'm going to these three stores and you think to yourself, well, would they remember that? Maybe, maybe not. It's a very valid point. What I suggest doing is something very simple. Write it down. Before you leave, Simply make a list of the places you plan on going. If you can give a time frame, that would be wonderful. I have a job interview downtown from this time until this time, and then I plan on grabbing a cup of coffee and heading back home. I have class from this time to this time, and afterwards I plan on going to the library from this time to this time. 
If you can't give times, that's okay. They're starting points. They're letting someone know where you could, where you plan and should be and where they could start looking for you. Take that note, put it on your fridge, pin it to a bulletin board, leave it on the counter. If a bad situation happened and someone had to come in your home looking for you, they will see this note. Plus, it's kind of a nice way of organizing your day if you do it ahead of time. Number two for general advice goes along with number one. This case, it's to tell somebody if you change anything in your life medically. Now, most of the time, medical changes are done by your doctor, your dentist, your pharmacist, whomever. So there is a record of these changes. But in the case of an emergency where you're found unconscious or somebody finds you that isn't aware of your situation and an ambulance is called, a doctor is called, they will not have a clue on what to tell them you're taking. And one of the key questions is what medications is this person taking? This can go as, you know, another direction on if you change your diet, you change your exercise routine. And these can simply be just a conversation. Hey, I've decided to cut gluten out of my diet because it makes me not feel very well. And I'm going to see if this changes the way I feel. Hopefully it'll help you in a great way, but it's still a change to your general everyday lifestyle. And someone should know you know, you're decided to go vegan. Wonderful. But let somebody know that you're doing that. You know, you have decided to increase your workout or start working out. That can all be such a wonderful benefit to your life, but it is a change to your routine. And yes, all those things should be told to your doctor. They're the medical professional. They're the ones that know how changes can affect your body and what your body is like. Hopefully you've had some tests done. You have the labs. They can see how maybe these changes could improve your lifestyle or maybe they have some concerns. But you also need to tell someone in your life around you. Don't have someone to tell about these medical changes or possibly don't want to tell someone. It's okay. Write it down. Make a list. Write down the changes that you're making. Keep them in your purse, keep them in your wallet, have them on you. So if something happened and someone needed to go through your purse or your wallet, here is a list of the changes you're making. And the side bonus of that is that you can keep track of any changes you're seeing. Are these changes making a difference? You can write down when you increase your run, you increase your weightlifting, you can write down if this new medication is having any side effects. And then when you go see your doctor, you have a nice list of things that you can talk about with him. So it's got a benefit of writing down if you choose to not tell someone in your life or feel that you don't have someone in your life to tell. That's okay. So we move on to general advice number three for today. And this, once again, goes along with telling someone. In this case, it is telling someone if you are not feeling well. I have told my kids many times that even a simple scratchy throat, headache, anything like that, they need to tell me 
Why? Because if this grows into something more, one question you always get asked at the doctor's office, the hospital, anywhere, medically, is when did these symptoms start? And the last thing that you want to say, or you want your caregiver or friend or family, whomever's with you to say is, I simply don't know. The hospital staff, for example, will have a better understanding of how to start testing, where to start looking, if they know that two days ago you woke up with a rash that disappeared, maybe it was on your leg, maybe it was on your arm, but it was a rash that appeared and you also had a fever with it, well, kind of good information to give somebody. And again, if you were found unconscious and they were to call a family member or friend or ask your roommate, your roommate now has the ability to say, well, a couple days ago, she was complaining of a headache and she took some Tylenol and said it really didn't seem to get better. So it's so important to share information. We like to keep things private and I totally respect that because, you know, we don't have to share everything. But there are some things that do help that in a case of an emergency would be so important to know. And once again, with that third piece of advice, we can go back to the first two, which is if you don't have anyone to tell, write it down. Keep notes. I think that the idea of writing notes, you know, we don't seem to do it as much as we used to, but it has a benefit. It has a benefit of leaving behind information that maybe for whatever reason we are unable to provide ourselves at that time. So we'll do one more piece of advice today and this one I find to be very important and it is the lost art of saying thank you. Saying thank you is wonderful and we should say thank you when we receive a gift, when someone does something for us, something above and beyond or just something ordinary like opening the door for you when you're walking inside, um, helping you reach something on a tall shelf. Say thank you. It's kindness. They gave you kindness. Give it back. Acknowledge what they did for you. But something that I miss seeing is thank you notes. I have told my kids since they were young enough to, you know, actually draw a picture that they needed to send a thank you note every time they received a gift. The gift giver took a moment out of their life, their busy life, to buy you a gift. Maybe they got you a gift card offline. Maybe they went to the store. Maybe they spent hours, days pondering the correct gift for you. You need to take five minutes out of your life to say thank you for that. And there is something really nice about seeing it written down. Sure, it's great to say thank you in person, and you should. But there's also something really special about that written thank you. I personally love actual physical thank you notes that come in the mail. I get that. I get that I'm not, you know, I still do emails, don't get me wrong, but I get that I'm not with the current way of doing things, which is emails, which is texts, and those are fine. But first, I want to talk about the actual handwritten letter that you send in the mail. They cost money, I understand that, but you can simply go to, you know, a dollar store and buy a box of 25 for a dollar. 
Make sure you pick out ones that are kind of general, that could be used for just about anything. Bright colors, um, but something, you know, neutral that you wouldn't feel like this is something I would need to send for a birthday gift thank you because it has balloons all over it but I couldn't send it to my kids school as a thank you to a teacher no you just want something general something happy color though then when you have time buy a book of stamps those can be a little bit more expensive but if you're really not sending letters too often they'll last put these two items together put it in a closet and you'll always have them thank you notes are simple you write dear whomever or if it's not a close relationship and you just want to write Mr. and Mrs. whatever works for you say thank you for the and then write the item that they gave you the next line should be something along the lines of what you will use that item for if you got a book and it's a book that you either have you wanted or maybe it's an author you have never heard of you could simply say I really enjoy reading and I cannot wait to check out this new author it could be thank you for the gift card right now I do not have anything on my wish list that I want but I cannot wait to use it in the future and when I do I will think about you the final line is once again just saying thank you once again for thinking of me and then sign it. You can write sincerely, you can write your friend, you can write love, whatever seems to be the appropriate response for you. Put it in the mail and mail it. That person will receive that thank you note and you will warm up their day. You have acknowledged what they did for you and while we give gifts and we should not give gifts with an expectation of receiving thanks because you know it's a gift it's still nice to receive that thank you note now if you prefer to do email or text that's fine as long as you take that moment to do it and once again it can be the same setup you probably don't need to necessarily if it's a text write dear so and so that that would be silly but once again Say thank you for the item. Say how you plan on using it or when you could use it or if you don't have a plan yet that you look forward to using it in the future. Say thank you once again and if necessary because it's not a text, sign your name. Thank you notes are from your heart because the gift was from, your, from their heart to you. And you could even take this as far as if you're doing a secret Santa at work. Yes, it's fun. And everyone participates. And when you open that secret Santa gift, you say thank you. But you could also write them a little note. Send them a little email. It's going to be on a different level uh, than what you would maybe write to a friend or family member. But it is that little bit at the end to say, hey, I know you took time out of your life. So I'm going to take time out of mine. Thank you. The words alone are wonderful and we should continue doing that. But taking it a step farther, showing that extra kindness for the kindness that they gave you is something that needs to continue. Thank you for listening to this episode of Petals of Support. You may email me at petals.s 
at AOL.com. That's P-E-T-A-L-S dot S at AOL.com. Please take a moment to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of my future episodes. Thank you so much. Love you all. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.